The Football Kickoff with Sky. Watch every single live Premier League game on Sky Sports, BT Sport, and Premier Sports. We are delighted to welcome David Connolly back to the show. David, good morning to you. How are you? I'm very well, guys. How are you? Yeah, also with us this week is Phil Egan. Um, we asked our flash poll who's going to qualify for the Champions League who's going to get the last Champions League spot and it's 2-1 uh, to one in favour of Spurs versus Arsenal Phil what do you think is this yeah, I, I mean, mean it's, 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 it's you know before, going into the game last night you thought draws a great result for Arsenal and it was clear after about half an hour that that wasn't going to work and now I think if if Arsenal can get a result against Newcastle if they can beat them I would fancy them to finish the job then in front of their home crowd on the final day against Everton but I'm not sure how confident I am of Arsenal going away to Newcastle given that obviously holding is suspended Ben White couldn't come on last night he obviously did a bit of a a fitness test before wasn't ready Arteta suggested he might be alright for Monday Uh, Gabriel came off injured so you're looking at Arsenal severely short of the back does he go to a back three Newcastle's last home game of the season on the TV on a Monday night let's do Arsenal it's not an easy game. It's not, but they've been a bit on the beach in big games recently. Newcastle. Newcastle, yeah. Absolutely. But I just think last home game of the season might be a little that bit matters. of a push. Yeah. And there's just something about teams playing Arsenal. They just they, they love to stick the boot in. <laughs> Is that true, David? Do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I agree with Phil. I think Arsenal will get it done. You know, Um you know, say what you want about Newcastle. Uh, I think against sides that love to attack, I think he selected uh, Eddie Eddie Howe sides that's been too ambitious. You know, I've worked on a couple of their games, you know, the Man City, Liverpool. And I think he had the luxury of going for it, being more expansive because of the position they were in. But it absolutely suited. I know they dug in against Liverpool, but it suited... Liverpool and Man City down to the ground. I mean, Sam Maximan isn't going to track Cancelo and people like that. And I think if they select a similarly attacking team, I think they'll. I think Arsenal will beat them. You know. Whereas I think if they're fighting for their for their future in terms of staying up, I think Eddie Howe's team selection would have been. They would have been more pragmatic. You know. But at times they were left so vulnerable in the flanks Newcastle I, I think Arsenal will get the job done I think I think they'll get fourth OK you think Spurs are going to get fourth I think it's all down to that Newcastle game um, and I'd like to see the Arsenal team before I commit to this I'm, I'm backing out because I just I don't know what to expect from what kind of team is he going to put out and he has played three at the back and he might have to do that just because he might only have one recognised centre half so he needs a bit of protection whether you bring Cedric in as one of your three and maybe Granite Jacket goes in there as well and then you're left with say Tomiasu and Tavares as your wing backs and then it's a case of just keeping them solid and then hoping that your attackers can come up with a few magic moments they, you know they, they had cha- they had a few chances last night Odegaard had a good chance to even I know look it wouldn't have made a difference but they, they just need to be a bit more um, dangerous in attack but so the game was pretty much done and dusted once Holding got sent off um, Spurs are not very Spursy at the moment David um, no, I mean, to be honest, I have seen them when they have been a bit like that. You know, I think the last time I was talking to you, Joe, I was saying about, uh, I saw them at Brentford and they were pretty bad. You know, they were kind of lucky 
to get a point. Um, but, you know, fair play to them. You know, when it's counted, they've come up and performed under pressure. But I thought Phil was saying Arsenal would get fourth. Arsenal will get fourth, in my opinion. They've left it too late, like like Tottenham. You know, they, they, they've they given it a good go. But um, I, I think Arsenal are going to get it done. And, and look, I, I got a feeling that that Mikel Arteta isn't very well liked, certainly not by anyone who comes up against him on the sideline. You know, uh, he is he is Pep Mark too. You know, he, he never stays in his technical area. He's almost on the pitch. He moans like mad. Um, you know, I, I I don't know, and but I, I think he'll get the job done. I think uh, I think I think they'll, they'll they'll just about do it. You know, I think they'll beat Everton anyway, and I think by then Everton might be in a similar situation to Newcastle. You know, they'll be they'll be fine. Um, probably Leeds will be down by then, and and I wouldn't surprise me to be honest if Arsenal got six points out of these two games. This weekend is is really genuinely interesting from the uh, relegation perspective as well. We'll get on to it in a minute. I do just want to uh, talk a little bit about Newcastle. That's the the Monday night football you can see there kick off at, at eight o'clock live on Sky Sports. Do we think Eddie Howe is a, is a pressing manager at heart that he wants his team to press? Yeah, I, I think he's probably. It was interesting to hear him talk yesterday about recruitment over the summer. And he kind of basically said, don't expect massive changes because he was talking about financial fair play, which, I mean, fair play to him for mentioning it because it seems to have just gone out the window in the last couple of seasons. But if, only, if only they could fake a, a, a sponsorship deal with a nation states and their airline or something, yeah. that might be able to cook the books somehow. Well, well, I mean, it, we've never seen that happen before. It looks like they're, um, <laughs> they're going down the route of a, a green and white away jersey as well, which... Um, is uh, no coincidence either. But yeah, he, he'll obviously have a certain type of player that he wants to bring in. Now, when he was in charge of Bournemouth, obviously he didn't have this... Like, I know they did spend money at Bournemouth, but they didn't have this project that Newcastle have where they have wads of cash, but they have a huge fan base so they can actually attract really good players. Mm. So he, he has to choose wisely. It'll be interesting to see which players are... are or let go. I mean, Chris Wood was brought in, and he might just have been there to to save them from relegation and buy one of the opposition's best players. Yeah, he hasn't exactly been great. And you think back to even last week, he had a couple of chances early on against City, and not a bad squad player if you're no, playing a lot of games next no, season. No, absolutely. He he served as he served a, a purpose for for what and you know. Do- a player that was used to relegation scraps being with Burnley. Specifically, I was asking because of the, the point you make, David, about um, Alison Maximum. So Maximum. There, there was a view out there that you weren't going to be able to... Um, well, I don't know. Th- th- there was a view that Salah and Mane weren't pressing players when they were at their previous clubs or at any stage up to the point where they arrived at Liverpool. And then Jurgen Klopp turned them into players who could be the focal point of your defensive strategy when you didn't have the ball or when you lost the ball, that they would be nipping at the heels of whoever it was was in possession. Can anyhow do that with somebody like Alan Samaximum? And is that kind of one of the things that we can look at next season to go, actually, he is a brilliant, brilliant coach. He's not just a good coach who's landed in a good situation. He's turning players who we thought were good into really good players. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think their their hashtag or their their strap line is, I think, intensity is our identity. That's that's what he's, you know, apparently he's got all around the training ground. Um, I know they do a lot of work on 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 their formation and their shape, eleven v eleven. But look, when you when you put them up against the teams at the top, as you'd expect, they've come up well short. You know, Tottenham well beaten them by five. 
Liverpool had to grind it out, I know, but they're in the midst of massive games. We saw against City. So they have that bridge to gap. But when they had to win games to make themselves safe under pressure, they done that. You know, the results in April, you know, certainly against the teams you'd expect them to beat, have been brilliant. Uh, look, what you're asking is, uh, are, are a lot of these players and anyhow uh, a transition step to the next stage? And I've been one of those players, right? I've been at clubs where you're just there to do a job and ultimately when you when they want to go to the next stage, they bring different players in or they bring the manager in. What's that like? It, well, it's, it's, it's kind of... Um, it depends how it's handled ultimately, but you know, it happened at Sunderland, it happened at Southampton, um, and it happened with the managers as well. Uh, so I, I think Eddie Howe has real belief and pride in terms of his job, and I think he's a very good head coach, right? Uh, however, he will know that he will have to hit, I guess, certain a certain position in that table for the owners to see progression that he won't be left behind like some of those players because some of those players will, you know, will be left behind. You know, make no mistake, they will be. And if he can't spend the money that he wants to spend in terms of financial fair play, um, then he, he, he has to improve them on the training ground, which is his forte. He prides himself on being a, a field coach. But I think there's only so far he can take those players without extra money and then it comes back to financial fair play what they can buy and their recruitment you know and, and Chris Wood is, is a stopgap but he'll, he'll, he'll probably know that in the grander scheme of things but but nonetheless you know um, I, I think Eddie's a good manager but but I think he, I think they will need to invest but what sort of money available I don't know I think we were seeing that they could have invested 250 million in the last transfer window. Somebody did the the financial fair play math, so there will be plenty of yeah. money. Oh yeah, it won't be, be shy. It'll be decent. They'll have to pay a Newcastle tax now. The way yeah. everybody who uh, is owned by billionaires has to pay a, a tax as well. It does mean that the start of the season is going to be a referendum, basically on him yeah. every game for the first five, six, seven games, and like the way the season is constructed next year, it'll be after the World Cup when all those managers become available again, yeah. that Eddie Howe's job will week in, week out, and the next transfer window, if he survives that far, say they're sixth, that's grand. But then say suddenly, you know, uh, Zidane is available and the PSG job isn't there for him, and he's like, and the new owners are like, ah, oh, Zinedine, 20 million a year? Come on. That's it. Um, I, I think what David was saying about those players that are... St- I, I've, I always felt like Eddie Howe was brought in to make sure that they didn't get relegated and maybe see how far up he can bring them, but he's never going to be the the person that is brought in to get them to the very top. And yet, if he does a really good job, he might be. He might be, but I I would doubt that. Who do you think that do they? I I I I just I've always had it in my head. I was like, who a manager that will create headlines has won league titles. I just thought straight away when Newcastle were bought over. I thought Jose Mourinho will manage Newcastle even though like the Geordies want to be entertained and his football is not entertaining but and it would make no sense it would make no sense he's but it, a, it's almost like man. it's the allure of Newcastle being able to say we're one of the big boys now we can get Jose Mourinho ask Tottenham well, fans it, how that works hey lads the, the, the thing I think we, we have to touch on is they're still waiting on Dan Ashworth you know in terms of being their director of football he's still working out his notice from Brighton uh, you know, Barinio would be the polar opposite to Dan Ashworth. Yeah, Dan Ashworth yeah, is yeah. Graham Potter is 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 more akin to 
you, you know, this, the sort of footballing manager that Newcastle would aspire to. And say what you want about Brighton, they haven't spent a lot of money. You know, their recruitment ha- at times has been a little bit, you, you know, hit and miss. But, you know, they've ended the season really, really strongly. And I'm not saying Newcastle are going to employ Graham Potter once Dan Ashworth is, is in situ. But it wouldn't be beyond the realms of possibility Graham Potter has higher aspirations than Newcastle, depending where they are uh, at times. But, you know, that, that's going to be a really important appointment when Dan Ashworth comes in. Make no mistake. Probably did hate Mayo, and we thought it was hate at the time because these guys are trying to take away our dreams. The Football Pod Live. Thursday, June 2nd in Castle Bar. Check out otbsports.com forward slash events and get your tickets now. You also have to ask the question as well. Whoever comes in is going to be asked the awkward questions about taking over at Newcastle and who owns them. Eddie Howe has had to feel those questions. They seem to have gone away for a while, but they'll always come back. They will. So that's a decision a manager coming in has to to make as well. I Are they say, willing to sign would, up to that? Yeah, I would say that, that how Eddie Howe handled that. He got slaughtered for a day or two, but actually, as you say, the questions seem to have, have, have dissipated for now. Yeah the focus is on the golf that actually he got credit in the bank for that from the owners he got credit in the bank from the chief executives and the executives who are doing the day to day stuff so I wouldn't be surprised if Eddie Howe sees this out and turns it into a success because I think that the the signings that they made were smart signings they weren't just the type of like throw the money at the situation the way QPR did when they blew up and signed a bunch of 35 year old World Cup winners to be like oh this would have been a great team 10 years ago but like what is success though? I think success is qualifying for the Champions League and competing for the the league title. Like yeah. that's when when the city money came in, the design was to try and win the European Cup. They have so far failed in that. Yeah. But they have been successful in all by all other I mean, metrics. Dominating the Premier League. Exactly. Like they're they're turning it into. If if it wasn't for Liverpool making a comeback, this season would have been over in January February. Yeah. Like they were eleven points clear, twelve points clear. Yeah. And if if it wasn't for Klopp's team, they'd be this would be five in a row. And, you know, you, th- you think of even the, the Bundesliga where Guardiola did that with Bayern and you look look at the history there because the Bundesliga gets, you know, tarred with the, it's it's a one-team league. But the Premier League is starting to become that at yeah. the moment. And that, that is a concern. And I know we'll talk about City and obviously the, the acquisition of Erling Haaland as well. OK, well, let, let's do that now then. What do you make of the arrival of Erling Haaland? I mean... As a football fan, I'm desperately hoping that this doesn't work out because if it does work out, we could see the next four league titles and three of the next four Champions Leagues. And while while the football that that team produced will be excellent, it won't be particularly competitive. Yeah, I guess that's to me, lads. I mean, um, th- that's the one position this season, despite what, what everyone says. I mean, I've, I've seen Man City live, so... They've had Foden as a nine. They've had uh, Grealish as a number nine. They've had they've had all you know. They've had every man try and fulfil that position. And it ha- no matter what anyone says. I mean, Jack Grealish. I saw him against Watford there. I saw Foden against Brighton there. It's the one position which, even if they do win the league, they 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 should have they should have had it covered off in the summer, in spite of say winning the league. You know, because people will say, well, they didn't need one. I, I think they do. I think they do need one. And I think for what, 50 odd million quid, I think it's an incredible signing. I mean, <laughs> you know, 
it's only a couple of million more than the, the, yeah there's 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 <clears throat> a list of your arms length of players that cost 40 50 million and to get someone as young and as talented as Erling Haaland um who will buy into Pep's way because you know he's young enough to be molded and and he will listen um so i i think uh i wouldn't say necessarily it's a game changer because i think i think liverpool have have also signed really well and they'll be up competing with with your man cities but i think for everyone else as phil and kind of be touched on um you're just scrapping around looking for third and fourth in my opinion that's a concern yeah it is it, it's like he's so good yeah and do you know what he can get so much better because maybe he I, can maybe maybe that's the other thing that we maybe we're actually because a lot of footballers get to that level and that's as good as they get because he's he's reached a world-class level already yeah. Well, I can think get better. I, he can't get better. I'd be interested to hear what David thinks. Obviously, being being a striker, just the way he plays as a striker and some of his movement. I think at times you see him running a hundred miles an hour. And is Pep going to say you don't need to do that all the time? And the one advantage he won't of, need to. Yeah, he won't need to, lads, because they'll have the ball. They have yeah. the ball eighty percent of the time. I mean, if you saw Harry Kane, if you saw Son's goal the other day, where Harry Kane pinned in the box and he received in the box and a little turn that's where Lukaku would be at his best that that is what Haaland will give you he'll give you the the power of a of a Lukaku with you'd hope the finesse of a of a Harry Kane you know because even Lukaku when he scored his goal the other day his touch was so heavy he had to almost stay on the ball did you see it to to finish six yards out um I forget the game where he had to beat about three people a couple of yards out to finish um, because his touch was heavy. You get Haaland in the box with those players in and around him. Um, you know, it, it, like I say, I think it's a mix between a Kane and a Lukaku and I think he'll do very well. I, I mean, it's uh, <laughs> he will do very well, won't he? Like, Absolutely. is there a possibility that he, he like, is Dixie Dean level? Great. Like, 60 goals a season? Great. You, you, well, you look at the games where they're winning four and five nil. You think of Erling Haaland's there. Are they seven and eight nils? Or I don't know. They can't really be, can they? The team just stops at four nil. City don't stop. Erling Haaland won't stop. He like he'd be looking at all sorts of records. Somebody will hand him a dossier when he arrives, saying these are all the records for the most amount of goals in a Premier League season. See what you can do. Um, Mo Salah's top there. Can you beat him? Yeah, um, David. The one other question about this is how it might change football in the future. Um, Harry Kane must be looking at his brother, who's his agent, and going, maybe we could have done what they did, where they organised that they were going to be available for a fixed price at a certain amount of time, as opposed to signing our lives away. Like, yeah. I, 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 I don't... I, I, I've never been a professional footballer and I presume the longevity of the contract gives you a security and an ability to financially plan and, and plan your future and, and make sure that like everything is sorted. But Harry Kane was surely at a level where the risk-reward of the short-term contract and a buyout clause a couple of years into it, a break clause for everybody to turn around and go, OK, I've done my bit, you've done your bit, let's go. Like, is there, is there a lesson here for everybody else coming next? Yeah, I mean, look, there's there's lessons. I know players, I'm played with players who who went to clubs and were advised, do you know what? Don't take the longer term contract. Take the short term contract, year, two years, and then and then that that you know things go well. We'll be off somewhere else, and it didn't work out in a great way. Now, but you're talking at the very highest level here, and I agree. In some ways, um, 
you don't know the nuts and bolts of this negotiation with with Kane and, and Daniel Levy, but very rarely does Daniel Levy end up on the wrong side of of a deal. And one, I remember this is as clear as day. Uh, being advised this, you get your your entrance right on a contract, and you get your exit right. That is so important. And you look at Harry Kane; he got he might have got his entrance right on it in terms of what he wanted money wise. He didn't get his exit right. And and even looking at Haaland's deal, apparently. Raiola, just before he passed away, whether this is true or not, has got an exit clause in there for about 128 or, or something. Is that right? 120 million? So say he's got his entrance right at 50, but in a couple of years he could leave for 128. In a couple of years, 128 might look like good business for a Real Madrid, you know, once he's 23 or 24, whatever, and he's he's got 50 goals a season, you know. So <clears throat> again, it just comes down to uh, when you're that good of that level, like you're saying, Harry Kane, um, ultimately it's the advice that you get and and being able to be brave and bold enough to go, right, no, we're not signing a deal until we get this. And and it seems like he's been, um, he's done a great, you know, whether he's, he had this arranged before he passed away, Roller, but, um, you know, it seems to be, it seems to be a, a watertight contract with the entrance and the exit, right? Was Michael Kennedy your advisor? Yes, Michael was, yeah. Okay, right. And how did that come about? Was that through the Ireland squad? Yeah, that was just through... Um, I met Michael when I was... Uh, till he sadly passed away recently. I mean, I used to talk to him every, probably every week for 25 years, wow. Michael. And, and, and I miss him still. But, you know, um, <clears throat> Michael, um, I met when I was, well, I don't know, 18 or what, or, you know, and uh, like a lot of the Irish lads, you know. So... Um, and, and it's true. And, you know, there's a lot to learn from, from this. Certainly if you're Harry Kane, look, you, what you're talking about is he's still getting paid a couple of hundred grand a week. Sure. Maybe not, four, not 400, but, but, you know, could he have gone to City for 50 million if he hadn't signed that deal? Probably. And, and pocketed 50 million. That's the thing yeah. that, like, Raiola yeah. and, and the Halland family have obviously benefited massively from the deflated transfer fee. You, you had, a, a, like, that self-confidence to go early in your career and not take the long-term deal, I think. But your decision to go to Holland was obviously not straightforward and very unusual at the time. Yeah, but, but the, 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 the Holland one was unusual because I was on a free transfer. We'd just played Holland in final stadium and they're in the Champions League. And I just thought I'd never get it. And I didn't get a chance again to play in the Champions League. Um, and look, the money was good, but I was also offered quite good money in England as well. And it just seemed like an opportunity. Ultimately, I was probably too young, not ready enough, would have been better staying where I was um, or going to another club in England. But um, it's it's a move that, y- y- you know, nowadays you're... I mean, I went over there and, you know, I was, I was 19 or whatever, 20, you know, I was eating off paper plates and I didn't know how to cook and, you, you know, but you, you kind of... Uh, he'd have his own chef in those days, you know, <laughs> you, kind of, you kind of did everything yourself. You, 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 you put the paper plates in the bin, you know. <laughs> You didn't. You didn't wash up. No, I'm. I'm joking. But um, like you, you know, it's a, it's a lot has changed since then. And and do you know what? You just you said something there which was really interesting. You mentioned about the club saying this is the 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 you know we'll present this to the player. Nowadays, the players present to the clubs. I know this player. He's at a top four club, and he presented to the club he was going to. These are the players that I need around me for me to go and score my goals and be the player that that's that you know you're signing so players now are so 
um, you, you know, well, well uh, versed in what they need to be a success as well. Because they know, look, if they score an extra five or 10 goals a season, 15, it could be worth an extra five, 10, 15 million for them. And, and that's, uh, what you're ta- that's what you're dealing with. And to the clubs. That's the thing. If, you, if you're yeah, successful yeah. as a striker, you're guaranteeing an extra few places in the Premier League, the prize money that comes with that, and potentially qualification for the Champions League, which is transformative yeah. for all different things, not just the, the, the TV rights deals as well. This is the football kickoff with Sky, all the football you love in one place across Sky Sports, BT Sport, and Premier Sports. Spurs versus Burnley. Is this straightforward? This is three o'clock. All our games are Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday this week. Is this straightforward? It should be. I know Burnley are fighting, but. Like, is the fight gone? No, no, definitely not. Um, Mike Jackson's just been named the, the manager well, of the month. It's the kiss of death. Is, is that the kiss of death? Sometimes you can get yourself out of trouble and you think, do you know what, we're going to make it and then you get sucked back in. But I suppose the only positive for Burnley is they have a much better goal difference than Leeds and Leeds, I know we'll talk about their fixture in a moment, they just don't look like winning games. They have two games left. Well, they keep getting sent off. I, well, I mean, it's hard enough with 11 and then they, they keep losing players early cards. Well. Yeah. And Record. The, the thing, so Burnley be thinking, just dig in. If they can get a point, every point helps. And they, they have that game against Villa as well. And then they play Newcastle on the final day and they be hoping Newcastle have already, they, they turn up in their flip-flops and Burnley put on a performance at Turf Moor and they can get themselves out of trouble. Nobody expects Burnley to beat Tottenham. Don't think anybody really thought Brighton would beat Tottenham at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium but Brighton are a lot better than Burnley so I think Spurs will get it done and that cranks up the pressure that an Arsenal going in on Monday night OK uh, West Ham versus Man City is the game on Sunday that the Liverpool fans now have <laughs> their only hope it's their last remaining hope they're cheering on David Moyes for so long a thorn in their side in Merseyside derbies but now they're all Moyes fans is there any hope David can you make any case that West Ham uh. are going to do one and even then, it's not going to be enough. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I think it's going to be tough because I, I think uh, Dawson went off injured, another injury. I think Antonio went off. Uh, ben Rama went off. Um, <clears throat> look, they got their own things to look at as well. Talk of Declan, you know, Declan not, not signing this long-term deal. Um, I'm sure, as well as all the other positions they, they're talking about, you know, Fernandinho is leaving Man City. You know, Man City... We'd surely love to have a player like like Declan Rice. And they know. can pay whatever they want because their financial yeah. fair play will be grand. They'll be able to sell Raheem Sterling, sell Gabriel Jesus, bundle that money together, get Declan Rice, and you've only still only spent fifty million in your team is way better than it was last year. Yep, and that is probably the the yeah, I think it, as well as a striker, the other position that that they'd be looking for cover because, you know, when Rodri's hasn't been available, I think they've they found it difficult to... I mean, Fernandinho's played his games, but make the mistake. I mean, he's off. So they're down to just Rodri in the middle of the park. So, look, I think I think for West Ham, they've had an incredible season. Um, you know, they've they've uh, ended on a, on a little bit of a high, great performance against Norwich, as you'd expect, though. Um, but they went out of a whimper in Europe, and I, and I think that will hurt them. Look, whether they can get something against Man City, I think it's going to be tough. I do. I can't. I can't seem to be able to stop them. Put it like that. And I think all the injuries they've had at the back. I think. I, I think they'll. You know, they're going to come up short against City. If if you're Declan Rice, and you're looking at what Haaland did, what's the what's the way out of that for you? So you you got one year, and I think. Um, do West Ham have the option of a second year that they can enforce? Is that is that the scenario we have there? It's kind of it's a bit opaque as far as I can see. Well, the the problem is, and we we talked about Harry Kane. And Declan Rice, obviously, we, I know 
like we have to let go now he doesn't play for Ireland anymore but these are England internationals it's completely different for them because they get priced out of moves like Harry well, Kane has probably going to end up playing all his career you don't if you have a smart agent though, isn't it so if, if I'm Declan Rice and I look at that I go okay West Ham here's the deal you're going to give me whatever money I want on a weekly basis and I'm going to give you two seasons and at the end of those two seasons you must sell me for 50 million or 70 million yeah. and that's the price you can have me for two seasons hopefully we qualify for the Champions League you get enough money I get enough money and that's it or I don't sign the deal and you have to sell me now and you don't get the benefits yeah who says no <laughs> it sounds to me I, I can't see how Declan Rice going into West Ham and giving them that ultimatum I don't like Haaland, Haaland has changed the game. I'm arguing, I'm arguing that what happened here has changed the game for those players who are yeah. like Declan Rice, who is this incredible asset that West Ham are going to sell all their season tickets next season on the basis that we might qualify for the Champions League. We're going to fill this stadium. It's going to be rocking. You've been there for the big European nights. Declan Rice is our man and he's, he's sticking around because he signed a new deal. You tell everybody he signed a new deal, but in the background, Declan Rice is available for 71 million in two seasons. Everybody's happy. I just think the Premier League clubs and Bundesliga clubs are set up so differently that Premier League clubs don't bend the way Bundesliga clubs do. Now, I know what you say, like with Haaland, maybe it will change, but... I think Everton are paying 140 grand a week to some of their players. Yeah. They, they've, they've bent over a little bit. They're, um, and, and look at the trouble they're in now. I mean, if I, I think they're going to be safe, but if they've been relegated, I don't know what would have happened to Everton. This is my pitch to be Declan Rice's agent, David. What do you think? <laughs> I wish you um, were his agent a I few years ago. You, yeah, I think this is why this is why you get a lot of these agents, you know, getting banned from academy training grounds and clubs <laughs> training grounds because once, once, you my get in, yeah, once you get into them at 15, 16, 17, you know, although it, it kind of looks like you're not sure how it's going to go, um, it, it could end up, you know, obviously lot, talking lottery numbers. Um Look, I, I think I'm not going to lose any tears over Declan Rice leaving West Ham because I think those owners, those are, well, we haven't got long enough to discuss that stadium and those owners. Mm. Um, and, you know, the money that they have made and they will sell that club and they will come out of that with billions. hundreds, billions, billions. So, um, you know, Declan, I think is... Um, is within his, I wouldn't say rights, but obviously he he wants to be challenging at the top table, and it's not going to happen at West Ham. You know, it's 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 not. And I love West Ham, and I and I, I think they've got an amazing manager. I think their signings have been superb. You know, adding the likes of Kurt Zuma in there, um, but you know, if they really had aspirations this season in January, they should have gone and got someone in. You know, they only had Mikel Antonio up top. And, you know, Jared Bowen's been brilliant season of his life. But, you know, apart from that, they're, they're, you know, the, 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 the lads they've got, they're, they're kind of a, a 12, 13 man squad. They've got nothing after. He doesn't trust anyone after that, David Moyes. He doesn't trust Vlasic. He doesn't really, you know, count on the likes of Yarmolenko and, and a lot of those players. And I think for Declan, he's thinking I should be at a top four. I should be at a top four club. And um, as I said, you know, I think the owners have done very well if they lose Declan, which I think they will uh, in a season or two. You know, they'll have to just contend themselves that they've probably made it, you know, an awful lot of money when they sell that club. Yeah, they're going to be all right. Uh, OK, so um, Leeds-Brighton. You say Leeds in free fall. Can they get something from this game? Oh, I don't know. I mean, th- watching the other night, obviously, it doesn't. it's very hard to judge them when they're getting players sent off. But one thing we've noticed when Jesse March came in, that 
he's tried to shore them up stop conceding the goals but what it's taken away is they're now not getting enough players forward which when you watch them in their pomp under Bielsa they just you just saw white jerseys just streaming forward and they had options everywhere that's gone now they're not scoring goals I think that Villa game was a real kind of turning point for them where they actually played quite well yeah. but they were so brittle as soon as Villa scored they collapsed like a souffle yeah, but in fairness they recovered after that they, w- they went unbeaten in five games and you thought actually this is going to this is going to work out but now they're just they're in free fall again but they've two games like, I just think do you know what you have to just go for it it's Brighton you will get space against them now they could also pick you off but you can't you can't have any regrets and I know Jesse Marsh likes his, his quotes surely he's got a quote there somewhere where you like you, you got to be saying you can't you can't leave it you have to leave it out there and, and give it all because I would fancy the Brighton game over the Brentford away game <coughs> on the final day okay um, so nothing for Leeds from that uh, Newcastle Arsenal we've we've talked about in great detail give me your prediction for that one David will you Newcastle I think um, I think Arsenal win that 2-0 two, two okay and that's essentially enough for them that'll, that'll be more Should than likely be. yeah, yeah. Um, obviously Southampton and Liverpool kicks off on Tuesday evening it might be a completely irrelevant game um, we've been having this conversation a bit on the show this week about whether or not Liverpool should start resting players. They're obviously not going to rest players against Chelsea in the FA Cup final tomorrow. No. Um, two minutes on the, the Cup final. Who's going to win that one, David? I think I, you talk about resting players. I mean, he, he, he kind of he kind of has rested Salah, hasn't he? Mm. And uh, and and if you think about how they've performed without him, even without those lads when they were at, were at Afcon, you know, so they've had to they've had to manage their squad. Um, Jurgen Klopp superbly well you know now look the drop points probably against Tottenham is going to cost them the title but nonetheless I think they'll win everything else okay. and they'll win this okay alright I, I, I don't share the same comment I just think Chelsea are that kind of team where they've kind of almost looked like they were given up for part of the season in the last few weeks but they, they could turn up and put on a show tomorrow where they're re-energised now Kovacic would be a big loss as is Fabinho for Liverpool but Chelsea are one of those teams that have a style that doesn't suit Liverpool you love yourself Liverpool. a bit of Kovacic don't you I think he's a great player but, and uh, he's lucky that he walked off the pitch at Ellen Road the other night it was a shocking tackle but Jordan Henderson will obviously fill in I think he he was excellent when he came out against Villa but Liverpool are now light in midfield it's Henderson Thiago plus one so he, he started Jones and, T- and um, Keita against Villa and then you're looking at Milner. Oxlade-Chamberlain seems to be just frozen out and it's a case of who who's going to have him in the summer. So, no, I, I wouldn't be surprised if tomorrow's game goes to extra time which is the last thing Liverpool need. But Because the league is over, they can... It, the, there are two, I there don't are know. Two I mean, West, Ham, <laughs> West Ham lose to City. Liverpool gives Southampton their annual 9-0 nil. win and it's back on. Right, OK. No? OK. Okay, for the last day of the season. Hey, it's a, sh- it's a straight shoot out. Stephen Gerrard brings his Villa team to the Etihad and, and Philippe Coutinho. And we get spanked like we always do. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens when we play Manchester City. Right, that is this week's version of the football kickoff with Sky. All the football you love in one place. Uh, David Connolly, thanks very much. Phil Egan, thanks very much. We'll see you next week at around about half past ten again. Take care. The football kickoff with Sky. Watch every single live Premier League game on Sky Sports, BT Sport, and Premier Sports.